Somebody say, God is good. Somebody say, thank you. I want to talk to you today just a few moments uh, about thankfulness. And next week, we're going to continue and finish up our uh, Thanksgiving messages. And uh, also, now, there's been a debate. Not an argument. A debate. I know, I, I, I say, I want to wait. And many of you say, no, I'm ready to light up the Christmas trees. So I wanted to wait till the 26th. They wanted to light them up today. So I'll compromise, and we will have our official lighting next Sunday. And uh, we're going to light up all these trees and all this thing. We're getting ready for our friends and family day. It's the first Sunday of, of, of December. Now, we're a few weeks away. We're going to have toys for every child. We'll be giving away big screen TVs, bicycles. We're going to give away 10 $100 bills. Any, anybody want one of those? Yeah, We're, it's going to be an amazing day. This will be a full house as we celebrate our, our biggest uh, day of the year of giving. We love to give at the Lord's house. And so uh, just, just be ready. Be, be, invite a neighbor. Invite a friend. Put it out on Facebook. December 3rd, Friends and Family Day at the Lord's house. And uh, it'll be a wonderful time. Uh, there was a, a family that sat down to eat Thanksgiving dinner. And the little 8-year-old boy was asked to pray. Everyone bowed their heads and he said, I'm thankful for mom who cooked the turkey, for father who bought the turkey, for the people at the store where we bought it. I'm thankful for the people on the farm who raised the turkey and for the trucks that carried the turkey to the store. He paused and said, did I leave anybody out? His five-year-old brother, impatient, ready to eat, said, you left out God. The eight-year-old said, well, I was about to get to him. Can I ask you this morning, are you about to get to him? Have you left out the most important part? You can't have Thanksgiving without being thankful to the Lord. And we can't celebrate Christmas without remembering Jesus, who it's all about. But the world seems sometimes to forget what it's all about. A farmer... And an intellectual decided to share a meal at the table of the restaurant. And it was really crowded and they sat together. And the farmer bowed his head and prayed. The intellectual fellow afterwards berated him for being ignorant and superstitious. And the farmer did admit to him that there were some people in his family that did not pray. The intellectual replied, they must be enlightened and progressive. Which family members are they? The farmer replied, my pigs. During this season, let's not be so greedy and so selfish and so self-absorbed that we don't forget to stop and say thank you to the one who made it possible. Amen? Let me just tell you a story really quickly and uh, let's look at a few points. We're talking today about the ten lepers. We find this story in uh, the book of St. Luke, chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. It says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out loud, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. 
When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made thee well. You know, we think about Thanksgiving. We're going into this season and uh, we're going to have time with family. We're going we're gonna to spend time thinking about family. We're going to have some time to rest. Hopefully you're going to get a day off. We're gonna, uh, it's going to be it's working and there's cleaning and there's food and there's turkey and there's pie. Whoo, the pie, hallelujah. Sweet potatoes, anybody getting it hungry? Football games and good friends and a nap. Oh, come on now. Come on, you're gonna, I'm going to eat so much turkey that tryptopan is going to kick in and I'm going to... Doze off. And then watch up, wake up, watch some cowboys. It's going to be good. I hope they don't eat too much turkey and sleep during the game. But Thanksgiving so much more than that. You see, they, they, these lepers had an opportunity to be thankful. I want you to imagine what it was like to be a leper. The poverty. If you can imagine today our worst slums. If you can imagine the poorest of people in America still had it way better than these leper colonies. The, the, these, you see, in, in AD 33, there, there, there was no disability check. There was no welfare, no food cards, no hospitals. Lepers were completely abandoned. No relief organizations, nobody to help them. They were completely ostracized. They had to stay off the road. They couldn't go to their homes. They were forbidden to enter any towns. No contact with family. They had to live out in the weather. They had to just get whatever food they could. And if anybody came near them, they had to holler out, unclean, unclean. Lepers were hideous to look at. Their noses and lips and ears usually eaten off. Their teeth falling out. They lost fingers and toes and arms and legs and Skin that patches of raw flesh and was rotting and stinking. It was the worst suffering a person could do. The, but the worst was not just the physical, but the mental, the haunting of memories of their loved ones that they would never see again. The loving wives they wouldn't, husbands they would never touch, the children they would never hold. They lost their homes and careers and respect, and they were hopeless. But then they heard. About Jesus. They had heard how Jesus had healed what others thought was uncurable. No doubt that went through that community like wildfire. And they heard that Jesus was coming. And these ten lepers, they waited by the road. And they saw Jesus coming. And they cried out to him, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They were trying to get his attention, waving their rags and limbs. and They didn't ask for money. They didn't ask for food. They needed what most needed was healing. 
If we could see today, it's, it's amazing how the Bible uh, transforms and, and identifies sin with leprosy. If we could see today the conditions of our heart, amen, we too would be crying out to Jesus, have mercy on us. Because sin discards and disfigures and destroys and separates. And we are in so much need of His mercy. And as they got His attention and Jesus had, like He did on many others, had compassion. He just commanded them from afar. Go show yourself to the priest. You see, anytime anything was unclean, once it was cleansed, they would go to the priest and the priest would clear them and then they could go back into society. You see, they acted before they saw. Oh, I mean, we, we could sure get a lot of out of that this morning. I mean, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And you notice the Bible says they went. They could have stood there like you and I do sometimes. And they could have said, wait a minute. I'm not going until I see it. I, my, I've got to see a miracle. I've got to see a physical change. And then I'll go. But Jesus said, go. And they just went. And the Bible says, as they went, they began to be healed. You know, sometimes we have instantaneous miracles. Other times, it's a progression. But it all depends upon your faith. Because if they didn't believe that they were healed, they wouldn't have went. But as they went, they were healed. You see, our our feelings must follow faith. We always say, you know what? I want to have my own feelings and my sight, and I want all this to come together, and then I'll believe. But the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes you just got to call it as it is before you see it. And they just went, and as they went, They were healed. Then, they're going. I want you to just picture this. All these ragged group of men. Putrid and stinking and rotting flesh. And they cry out for mercy. And Jesus says, go, show yourself to the priest. And they turn. And they begin to make their way toward Jerusalem. And two or three miles down the road, as they're going, with each step, skin begins to grow. With each step, the putrid leaves. With each step, limbs are growing. And with each step, amen, they are being transformed in front of each other's eyes. But one. As they went, all ten were healed. But Luke 17, 11 tells us that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He was skirting around Samaria. And this one man comes leaping and praising God and falls down on his feet and says, Thank you. I'm going to tell you, those... Words are powerful. Thank you. When's the last time you've 
told your spouse thank you? When's the last time you told your children thank you? When's the last time you told your boss thank you? Well, I don't know what I've got to thank him for. Bless God. He gave you a job. Maybe you don't like it or you don't like it. But when was the last time you told him thank you? When's, when, when was the last time you told your garbage man when you met him at the road and said thank you? Well, I never thought of that. Well, if he didn't do his job, you would be piled up with trash. When was the last time you told your postman, thank you for delivering my meal? You see, we, we take people and things for granted. When's the last time you told the ladies here that take care of the church, thank you? For putting that toilet paper in the stall. Well, blah, 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 blah. Okay, ladies, just don't put it in there next week. You don't know what you have until you don't have it. Huh? And all of a sudden we realize there are all these little things we need to be grateful and we need to be thankful. And here's one man that comes and falls down, throws himself at Jesus' feet, and says, Thank you. Jesus says, we're not all ten cleansed. And the man said, yeah, these were my friends. We were walking down the road, and I saw, I saw Bob, his arm just grew back. I saw a leg grow back. I saw skin just form. I saw, man, woo, thank you. Jesus said, all ten of them were healed. Yes. Where's the other nine? I want to ask you this morning, are we in the crowd of the nine, or are you the one? Are you the one that has come back today to Jesus and said, thank you. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for forgiving me when I was rotten and putrid and stinking. Thank you. For giving me my family. Thank you for your provision for my job. Thank you for all that I have. Thank you for my church. Thank you for these padded chairs. Thank you for the air conditioning. Thank you. Listen, we are so blessed. But are we in the nine? Are we the one? Many years ago, a ship by the name of Lady Elgin sank in Lake Michigan. A university student, Edward Spencer, was an excellent swimmer, and he risked his life in freezing temperatures to save 17 people off the ship. His health was broken down by the effort, and when he was old, he was asked if any of the 17 people had expressed their thanks to him. He answered, not one. Where are we as a society that when we're so blessed, so many people do so many things that we just take for granted. This morning, you walked in, you drove in and saw the beautiful flowers. You saw the, all the hedges trimmed and all the things most. I say to Jason Martin, thank you. See, somebody has to put effort and work and expertise. We just take so many things for granted. 
Anybody enjoy a donut this morning? Anybody enjoy some coffee? Did anybody tell Sister Joan and Pandora, thank you? Say they do that for us every week. They get the donut. They go to the donut store. They go to the store. They show up about 9 o'clock. They they get them out. It's work. You know what? The next time that you go get that donut and coffee, why don't you just go on over to them and say, hey, guys, thank y'all for your service. Amen. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ, yet no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Is anybody thankful for the death that Jesus died? Is anybody thankful for the resurrection? Is anyone thankful that he has gone to prepare a place for us and he's coming back to get us? Is anybody grateful that he's forgiven your sin and we come to Jesus and Jesus says, where's the other nine? I want to be the one. Now, there can be many ones, can't there? Of the millions, there are Thousands or maybe millions who say thank you. But there's still millions who just take it for granted. Today, I challenge you to be the one. During this season, during this time, let's open our heart. Let's be grateful. Let's be thankful. I'm telling you, all you men whose wives went on that cruise, you're more thankful for them now. Pastor Marcelo is going to be more thankful for his wife than all the rest of you. Because his is a fixing to leave him for about three weeks. Miss Amy, would you come join me? We're going to pray over Sister Doris this morning. She's leaving in the morning or tonight, about 3 o'clock in the morning for Columbia. She's going to have some dental work done, pretty extensive work. And so it's going to be, it's not a fun trip, is it? But we're praying for supernatural healing, quick healing. And uh, we're praying that Marcelo and the kids don't starve. But you know what the deal is? He knows all the drive throughs And he knows how to grill picanha. So he's going to be all right. But Father, today we thank you for Sister Doris. We thank you for her faithfulness. Lord, we're going to miss her. She does so much work around this church. Lord, we're going to miss her. But I thank you, Lord, that we're going to all step in and do all that needs to be done. And we pray, Lord, for your protection. I pray, Lord, for traveling mercy, safety. Father, on every plane, every train, every bus, every cab, every way she she, she drives and goes, I pray you protect her. Father, I thank you for the dentist that's going to be doing this extensive work. I pray you guide his hands, let him do everything perfect. We thank you, Lord, for a supernatural, speedy recovery for all that they do. We pray, Lord, no infection. We pray just for supernatural recovery. Father, just let pain be minimal. And we pray that your presence go with her. I thank you, Lord, as she's there, she's going to be surrounded by family and her mama and her sisters. And, Lord, they're going to take good care of her. We call her blessed. And we say thank you for her life. and Bring her home safe with a great testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.